we were kind of making everything up from scratch because we didn't know how to host a continental assembly. And another thing that I I remember is that we didn't have a lot of seed money. She would... um, she would joke a little bit about going to jail because uh, she had to put everything on her credit card and she was wondering if she was going to go bankrupt. Welcome to Sharing Our Marianist Stories, a new podcast brought to you by the North American Center for Marianist Studies, otherwise known as NACMIS. I'm Patty Garrett. And I'm Sister Gabby Bebo. So, Patty, can you tell us what today's episode is about? Well, we're very excited to bring this conversation between Tony Garasha and Marge Cavanaugh. And they were two of the founding people of the very first Continental Lay Assembly in 1988. Yeah, so we recorded this interview. I think it was you, Patty, you recorded this interview um, of Tony and Marge during the lay assembly this past summer, July 2017, at, at UD, University of Dayton. I don't know if I'd ever met Marge or Tony, but I knew that they were longtime members of the Visitation State Marianist Lay community. So I was really glad that they offered to tell their story about being part of the first lay assembly that took place in, do you remember, 1988, right? Yeah, 1988. It was 1986 that they started planning, and 1988 was the first assembly. But then their conversation continues through the 1990s because so much growth and change happened during that decade. Yeah, one of the things that I appreciated about their conversation was them explaining to us how um, there was this generation of lay leadership that was emerging in the 90s. And so they created the Marianist Lay Network of North America, which is now called the Marianist Lay Community of North America. And that's the national governing body of lay Marianists. So I was surprised by a lot of what they had to say. And um, I think it's good to know where we began. I agree. So we present this to you as our inaugural episode, and we hope that you enjoy Hi, I'm March Cavanaugh, and I'm uh, a longtime member, a 50-year member, celebrating 50 years as a member of the Marinus family. Tony Garasha, member of the uh, Visitation State community. You know, Tony, uh, 1988 was a really important year. It's the very t- first time we had a Continental Assembly, a gathering of all the lay Marinists in the United States. And uh, actually, Canada uh, was included, too, I think. Anyway, I think you were involved in some of the preparations for that first meeting. So how did it, how did it start? How did it get going? So back in 1985, uh, we had the practice of gathering Marinus lay communities uh, in the Cincinnati province, and we had a meeting in the fall. And out of that meeting, there was a proposal to host a national meeting, or uh, actually a continental uh, meeting of Marinus Lake communities. So we came back after that meeting, and a letter went out to uh, representatives all across Canada and the United States, and, pro- and we proposed a meeting uh, in Chicago uh, in 2006 in January. 86, right? I'm sorry, 1986 yeah. in January of that year. 
And I think we had, we probably had about 30 people show up from all across the United States and Canada, uh, lay and uh, members of the uh, Society of Mary and also the Daughters of Mary. Uh, and we took a full weekend, did a long process, a lot of talking, and um, out of that meeting, the question emerged, should we host um, a Continental Assembly? And there was an affirmation of that. So then a, a planning committee was formed ah, okay. at that point. We had our first um, meeting, I think, early uh, later in that year in San Antonio, where we started kind of outlining everything. And, and then another meeting in uh, St. Louis, because we had decided that St. Louis was going to be the site of the first Continental Assembly in 1988. And you were at that meeting right. as well. You, you came to that second planning meeting. Right. I remember coming to a meeting in St. Louis, which I think was in 86 at that point, because and I think it was in the summer. And it was rather it was it was a little difficult, I think, for the people who were there coming from different um, different expressions or different kinds of expressions and different kinds of lay communities to kind of think about what this meeting was going to be like and what the content was going to be. And and uh, one of the things um, we talked about, for instance, was how we were going to do prayer, you know, and whether, for example, if we should have Eucharist every day or or not, how we should do that. Was that what people were were um, used to or not? So that that's an example of the kind of thing that that you know came up in part of the planning. And another thing that I, I remember is that we we didn't have a lot of seed money to uh to to put this thing on and we were we were kind of making everything up from scratch because we didn't know how to host an uh, continental assembly and Rita Bordana was the treasurer and um from that time until actually it happened she would um she would joke a little bit about going to jail because uh, <laughs> she had to put everything on her credit card and she was wondering if she was going to go bankrupt. <laughs> and um, we actually uh, pulled it off, and we had about 120 to 130 people show up for the first Continental Assembly in July of 1988, and it was quite successful. And I can remember at the end of it, we had a business meeting and kind of an affirmation to host another one, which we did uh, three years later. So we had the second Continental Assembly uh, in 1991 here at the University of Dayton. And that was very significant, I think, because there were members from um, Latin America and also, I think, Spain that were in touch with you, weren't they? Yes. And they, they were in attendance with an interpreter. There was a movement towards having an international meeting of lay people, and this apparently had been happening uh, or been being discussed to some extent in Spain and in Chile especially. And so some of these folks from Chile and from Spain were interested in coming to our assembly to kind of see what that was like as they were thinking about doing an international meeting. And after our assembly closed, there was a follow-up meeting on like the Sunday afternoon uh, that included the people from Spain and from uh, Latin America. Which then resulted in the first international meeting of, of Marianas Lake Communities in 1994 or three, 1993, okay. Yeah. 
And um, so that the 91 meeting was very significant. In this next section of the podcast, we'll hear Tony and Marge elaborate more about the lay leadership that they saw emerging at the 91 assembly. Many of these lay leaders would go on to help develop the Marianist lay community of North America, as well as the international organization of Marianist lay communities. And in case you're a little bit confused, you will hear them mention the Marianist Lay Network of North America, and that organization has recently changed their name to the Marianist Lay Community of North America. Yeah, that's good to know. It's easy to get confused. So let's get back to the conversation. The other thing I was thinking was in in 91, you could start to see a little bit of a trend that, that I can see at this assembly, and that is that the proportion of married religious in attendance was starting, I think, to go down. Even then, you could start to see that it was shifting somewhat from the the Marianist um, uh, religious who had been leaders or interests had an interest in lay communities, being sure that they came to this to to um, to starting to see a little bit more of the lay leadership develop. We had a discussion of what happens now. We had the, the, the meeting in 88. We were having the meeting in 91. And it was really at the end of that, that meeting that we said, okay, we are starting the, the essentially what the lay network of, of North America. And we commissioned uh, people to, to start a, an ongoing group that would plan an assembly every three years. And Father Joe Stefanelli was one of the people who stood up at that that discussion and was very encouraging of that. I remember, I remember him uh, saying that, or kind of challenging people to do that. So the 91 meeting really was very significant, I think. And I think the 91 meeting also planted the seeds for the, the beginning of the, of the Marinus Family Councils, because I think there was some thought that there should be um, joint councils of all the branches and by the by the year 2000 i think there was a a, a world marianist family council that was started by the the marianist the fmi the the alliance marial and also the lay branch yeah yeah i agree it was very significant and i don't remember all the years now but it is true that the the international family council started in the late 90s and also the the north american family council started at around that same That's time awesome. And so it really was, the 90s were important, I guess. It, it really was a time of, I guess, development. Kind of fast development when you think about it. Yeah, where you began to really see the, the lay branch starting to be able to do things uh, beyond the local community, beyond the, beyond the local scale, to be doing things that, that were affecting or organizing across the, across the country and around the world and beginning to, to um, coordinate, right. uh, you know, with the, with the religious in that respect. And, and just one other, uh, I think, really important contribution that started in the early 90s and all the way up until the year 2000, I think it was really the ratification of the statutes of the International Marianist Lay Community that, that by in the year 2000, the Vatican gave official approbation uh, as Marianist Lay Communities as a juridical person in the, in the church. And um, I think that was 2000. And you had a lot to do with that through the 90s, I think. 
yes, and we we did. We worked on that a lot. I mean, there were meetings, international meetings, in which we worked on that. We we met. We, we actually met with the uh, representatives from the Vatican. You know, at one of our meetings in Rome. So that was that was pretty. That was pretty exciting times. And uh, it, and it was it was kind of gratifying actually today during our um, we just came from a session at this this year's assembly in which in which the the speaker mentioned that we were a pontifical association of the faithful and that was something that was that was done at that time it had a five year probation period and we had to go back and do a big report in the in two thousand and five and. And we passed, uh, so we we made it through that. And I kept asking. I said, "Do you do we have to do reports every five years?" You know. And they said, "No, no, that's just enough. The the two thousand thing and the two thousand five thing, and and you're good now. So hopefully, no more reports to the Vatican." Even though Tony and Marge were done talking, I just had to jump in as long as I had them there and ask them what their hopes and dreams were for the future of the Marianas family. You know, Tony has, uh, and I have both been heads of the of the lay network uh, in our history, and so it. I guess it isn't too surprising that on this on the sidelines at this meeting, we'd be talking exactly about this subject. The next the next step of the what's the next step in the development of the lay organization, and I think it it does have to do with the lay uh, branch being able to stand on its feet more and more. Uh, not only within providing resources for formation, um, I think it's going to, we're going to have to do more and more mentoring and uh, ourselves take more leadership along those lines. And I think it's going to be financial responsibility as well. So I think those, those uh, would strengthen um, our uh, participation in this effort and we need to uh, work on those. Thank you so much for listening to the inaugural episode of Sharing Our Marianist Stories. We hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as Gabby and I enjoyed preparing it. There are several people we'd like to thank, including Tony and Marge, of course, for being willing to share these important stories. And we also really need to thank Juliet Fremholt and the staff at WYSO. We could not have done this without their collaboration and support. If you'd like to learn more about the MLCNA, NACMIS, or specifics about this particular podcast, please check out our webpage at www.nacmis.org. That's www.nacms.org and click podcast. And feel free to contact us if you have a Marianist story that you'd like to share.